0: Are you not entertained? Thoughts by the Dia the podcast. Are you ready to get into the mind of DeVille D.I.? Yeah. Are you ready to dive into the thoughts of the D.I.? Yeah. Let's do this without further ado. What's going on everybody Welcome back to Thoughts by Deville D.I. I I am your host, Deville D.I., the host with the most Why does everybody always say the host with the most? We all can't be the host with the most I just really said that because it's real cliche And it popped in my head (laughs) at the second And so, you know, whatever But welcome back to Thoughts by Deville D.I. Growing up, Deville Yeah, now my last episode where I was explaining to you about my gridiron glory of middle school I mentioned that we had moved to another apartment from the nice big brown house That I used to live in with my mother, my sister, her husband and my nephew And my other sister when she was around So I said that I was going to tell you the full story of that alright you ready let's take a ride down the rabbit hole that is my life that was a little improv right there and i have to say i nailed that shit so as i told you my sister's husband my brother-in-law was military air force avionic technician was what he did so around my that six between sixth grade and seventh grade my brother-in-law got stationed in japan so he was leaving my sister was leaving my nephew was leaving this messed me up real bad because i was a kid and at the time i didn't understand i didn't fully understand why they were leaving us i understood why he was leaving but i didn't understand why everybody had to go with him and it was a real dramatic change in my lifestyle Once my sister left, because as I said, we left, we moved out of this nice three bedroom house with a yard and everything in a nice neighborhood to some apartments. And these apartments clearly weren't meant for us. I realized that as soon as we got there, because they named it was something blazer blazing, something with the word blaze in it, because these apartments were meant for college students they were right down the street from the college hence they were affordable so my mom now being a one-income household had to move us where she could afford to move us And they weren't bad apartments they were just different because there were no children in these apartments these were mostly college students and no kids i don't remember ever seeing a kid out there just a bunch of college students so this was different than what i was used to and it took some getting used to just everything changed the way that we would go out and eat on fridays changed the way we would do just everything we did changed because a lot of that was we were able to do because there were three working adults in the household you got the um the man of the house He's bringing home that Air Force money. His wife is working. My mom is working. And they all were working together to make our life better. But then once they left, everything changed. And for a while, I actually held some animosity towards my sister because I felt a certain type of weight. And that type of weight was pissed that she left and, you know, just left us behind. After we came down to the city to live with her, she left us but. As an adult, I have hashed out those issues, and we got over and we have a great relationship. We never really had a bad relationship. It was just like a bitter taste because as a kid, I just had that, why did you leave us uh, in the back of my head for a while. But either way, I I adapted to this apartment complex. Um, Like I said, it was right down the street from the college, and there was some frat guys that lived there. The q's the alpha omegas Om, not alpha is it no not alpha omega that's some x-men shit. the omega sci-fi aka the q dogs now if you're not familiar with who the q dogs are i'm gonna give you a reminder if you've ever been or update or inform you however you want to look at it, if you grew up in a in a in a community when i grew up if you went to a college That had um, black fraternities. And you've ever been in a party or a club. And you've heard this song come on. If you've ever experienced that You were in the presence of some dogs Some dirty dogs Some cute dogs from Omega Psi Fine, now these guys have a reputation of being uh, they have a reputation, I'll just say that. I mean, yeah, think about it, they're called the dogs. Excuse me for a second. Mm. <laughs> Look at that. So, um, there were some cute dogs that lived in the apartment complex. And one in particular took a liking to my family. His name was Squirt. Yes, yeah, Squirt. His name was Squirt. The the fraternity called him Short Dog because he was short. I mean, short, short. I mean, this guy was my size. I was in middle school. He was in college. This guy was my size. And he played basketball uh, for the school. And, um, you know, from the time we moved out there, he saw us and and he helped us get some of the stuff in the apartment. And he was like, yeah, Ma, you know, you know hood dudes, every hood dude. When he meets an older lady and gets friendly with him, he calls her Mama. So he was like, "Yeah, Mama, uh, um, just make sure you save me a plate once you get settled in and start cooking." And my mom, being the mom she is, she did make save him a plate. And he came by and got his plate. And from that, like a friendship between him and my family developed. Look, you are not authentically from a black neighborhood if you look if you never got a plate from a neighbor. From the older lady in the neighborhood. You had no status in the neighborhood because if you were somebody in the neighborhood, if mama liked you, you got a plate. You definitely got a plate. So he got his plate. And every once in a while he, you know, he'd see us come home from the grocery store and ask us, you know, ask my mom, you know, what you cooking tonight? Come get me a plate. He didn't always come get a plate, but sometimes he did. But he liked my family and he looked out for us because like just it'll be simple things like um i'm gonna quit saying like too it was simple things one time there was a party i don't know if it was homecoming or what but it was a party and and the apartment complex was full of people i'm talking about full of people i'm talking about miley cyrus concert full of people and we had to go somewhere i think we i don't i think we might have dropped my sister off at the mall i think it's one of those period of times where she actually was living with us and we were dropping her off at the mall so when we left it wasn't that bad but when we came back the place was packed and we couldn't even get through and we're driving this little gray sprint similar to the sprint that i told you the car that i told you about a couple episodes back we had another little gray hatchback We're trying to get through the crowd. My mom's blowing the horn. Nobody's moving. They're just looking at us. And I hear somebody say, what's wrong with this old bitch? She must be on her period. And I was pissed, but I was a little kid, so it wasn't really much I could do about it. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, with his cape on, comes who? Squirt, a.k.a. Short Dog. He comes walking up, and he's like, whoa, 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 no, 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 no move and apparently short dog had some rank around there because everybody moved everybody moved out of my mom's car away and we we're able to get to our apartment and i thought that was dope how he just came through and just said move and the whole crowd moved you know how much influence you have to have to, to make a whole crowd move Y'all remember that The the movie Malcolm X When he put his finger up And then he pointed And all those brothers Of the Nation of Islam Did that about face And marched off And that officer said That's too much power For one man to have That's the kind of power That uh, Square had Because when he said move Everybody moved. I'm talking about everybody Nobody hesitated Nobody said anything Nobody got out of line Everybody skedaddle I'm going to continue this story, but I have to take a time out to inform you about my sponsor, and then we can keep the show rolling. Hang in there. So, as I said, there wasn't any children in this uh, apartment complex that I lived in. So young DeVille had to find ways to occupy his time. So what would I do? I'd roam. I figured out that there was a school across the street. From where we lived and um, uh, elementary school. And behind the school they had basketball goals. So I would walk down there and play basketball. But there's was only two weird things. is One, I didn't really care for basketball. And two, I didn't really have a basketball. I had an orange and black soccer ball. I don't know where the hell I got the ball from. But I remember I had an orange and black soccer ball. And I'd go down there. And I shoot the ball, and I particularly liked to go there because they had a goal that was probably seven and seven and a half feet, and I could dunk it. That was really the only reason I would go back there because I could dunk on that goal. That was partially what kept me from playing basketball seriously because I couldn't dunk. the only thing I liked about basketball was the dunks and I couldn't dunk so I didn't want to play. So I walk over there and I play. But I always played by myself. And I would, well, kind of. Because in my head, I'd be playing with Jordan. I'd be like, okay, today I'm playing with Jordan. I got Shaq. I got, you know, Pippin. I got whoever. And those who were the people who I was playing against. And I create these game scenarios that we were in. You know, we're down by six. And I personally would play each person. That was on the court, so it'll be like, okay, you I missed the shot. Uh, Jordan has got the rebound. He passed it to Pippen. Pippen passed it back to Jordan. So now I'm Jordan, and I'm going to take the shot. If I miss, then, you know, Shaq would rebound the ball because I liked Shaq. Shaq would rebound the ball, and he'd pass it to me, and I'd do whatever I was going to do dunk on Jordan or whatever, so that's really, that's how we kept score, you know, it kind of switched back and forth, like, every time the, um every time I missed the other team would rebound the ball, so, yeah, I'd be playing, like, four people at one time, uh, I've always been creative and imaginative, so, and people, every once in a while, there'd be somebody there playing, and I might play, but most of the time, I just play by myself, because, I prefer i preferred to play alone because i like i said i didn't really like basketball so when i played it i wanted to play it the way that i played it other than that um there wasn't really much to do i wandered around the complex and i developed a habit of going into apartments the empty ones so like if i knew an apartment was empty, nobody lived there, I go in, walk around. Especially if they just moved out, I go in and I look around and see what they left. Because you know, a lot of times people leave when people move out of apartments, especially college kids, they don't take everything or you know, and they'll just leave a bunch of stuff and I go through and just kinda ramble and see what was in there. I developed this habit by hanging with Squirt because one of Squirt's frat brothers Moved out and he left just a bunch of stuff magazines, cologne, um, you know, uh, posters, just all kind of stuff. And one day I was outside and I saw him, and he was like, he was talking to his frat brother, and he was like, Yeah, so and so left a bunch of stuff down there. I'm gonna go see what's in there. So he was like, You want to come? He used to call me old dog, you want to come with me, old dog? I was like, I ain't got nothing to do. So I walked down there with him, he went in the apartment found all this cool stuff and you know he took some of it to his apartment and gave me some of the stuff and yeah from that point i started to just uh you know if i knew somebody but just moved out i'd wait you know make sure that they was past the point of coming back and i'd go down there and i'd check it out and investigate it one of the other things i like to do living in this kidless apartment complex was go out onto my balcony because i had Two college females that lived under us. And they had some of the most interesting conversations, believe it or not. Because they're always, they were talking about boys and this and that. And they begin wasting, just loud. And I like to go outside and just listen to see what they were doing. And, you know, every once in a while I get a glimpse of them. And, you know, that made my day. And, oh man. <laughs> Oh, man, one time I got so bored, I found a broom. Well, I didn't find a broom. My mom had a broom, an orange broom, on the balcony. And it was all messed up and rotted out. So I figured she wasn't going to use it no more. So what DeVille did, I got a kitchen knife. And I went out there and I sawed the broom into two pieces. First, so first I had to cut, you know, the main piece off. Then I had to make another cut. If you've never tried it. Go in the kitchen right now and grab a kitchen knife and start sewing on the broom handle. See how long it takes you to get through that broom handle. I did that several times. And the reason why I destroyed my mother's broom was to make some nunchucks. I got some nails, stuffed them in the top. Then I uh, found some string, you know, nailed that in there and made some nunchucks. They were not even at all. I mean, you know, the, the string in the middle was not to the proportions, the correct proportions that the the string for a, a nunchuck could be, but those were my nunchucks, and I twirled the hell out of those nunchucks, and then they never came a loose. You know, I did it. I was I did it pretty good, but my mom took them from me because why? I had no business having damn nunchucks. What else did I do? Well, I was out there. Oh man, I found my first Playboy magazine going through the department with squirt and he let me keep it that was one of the things that i hid in my trumpet case so i would also go out on the balcony and look at this magazine when if when i wasn't home alone if i was uh if i was home alone i'd just you know be chilling out looking at this magazine with all these big titty white women in it because that's what was in playboy magazine let it be known there was just big diddy white woman and i read all the articles and all that weird stuff you know things that occupy your time when you're bored as a kid and and i play baseball in my room another one of my imaginary uh games i do i play baseball in the room i take like sheets of paper and make first breaks second breaks third base. now mind is i'm living in an apartment so it's not like my room is immense It's a small room, and I play. I get, like, a a freaking paper towel tube or something like that and uh, some socks, and that was the baseball. And it was, I had fun as a kid. And that's why, you know, I get it with all the iPads and video games and Xbox, PlayStation, whatever, whatever. I'm into that, too. I am an avid gamer. Matter of fact, I'm thinking about starting my own uh, streaming, but that's neither here nor there. But, man, when I was a kid, it was all about imagination and what you could think of. I played baseball in that damn room so many days. And my neighbors would come up knocking on the door to ask me to be quiet because I was unsupervised. I'd be home alone from 3 to 12. And one time she came up and she had on this silk robe. And I was like, oh, I thought it was about to go down. I literally thought it was about to go down, even though. I was probably, what, 10, 11 years old, somewhere in there. You know, I thought I was about to go down. Clearly, it did not go down the way it does in the pronos. You know, in the pronos, lady, the lady downstairs comes knocks on the door to this underage youth. And, you know, things tend to escalate. But in real life, when the girl, the, t- the college girl downstairs comes and knocks on the door at the little kid, she's fussing. She didn't know I was home alone, though. And I walk to the library. The library was probably, I don't know, two, three miles from where we live. But I walked all the way to the library by myself and get books and didn't have to walk all the way back. And i always reading books that was just way too advanced for me. Majority of them I didn't finish because they looked cool to read while I was in the library. But once I got them and headed to the house and got to the house to start reading them, most of them was just, it was beyond my level of comprehension at the time. So I lose interest after, you know, a couple of chapters, I lose interest and I take them back and get something else. That was one of my favorite pastimes. Still is one of my favorite pastimes, going to the library and reading. And my, I think I passed that trade on to uh, my daughter because she loves to read. Matter of fact, the other day we was up in Barnes and Noble's. Uh, looking at books, that's one of our favorite things to do. Is go buy books, and I like to own my books because then I can take my time and reading them. So yeah, and oftentimes I have to walk home from school carrying my football equipment, which sucked because, like I said, my, my or I didn't say, but the school was not close to where we live. It was a couple miles, and I'm walking home. I got a backpack full of books because you know back then. Uh, they gave you uh, middle school, you you probably have homework in every class that day, so you literally will have to take every book that you had home, so I'm walking home with this book bag full of books, I got uh, thigh pads, uh, hip pads, shin guards, pants, pants, jersey probably had shoulder pads because we have to go home and spray them down and sit them in the sun to get the smell out of them and all that type of shenanigans so i had to carry all this home and i remember one day i'm walking home and a, a blue pickup truck i remember this specifically the color and everything a blue pickup truck rolled by and they threw a bottle out of the car now i don't feel like they threw the bottle at me i don't think they were trying to hit me i think they were more or less just trying to get uh, scare me. And that yell out the truck. Woo! Like some good old rednecks would do. And scared the shit out of me. I was scared they were going to turn around and come back. But they didn't. And I made it home safely. So, yeah, man. Uh, just thinking back on how life goes. Letting me know. We need to cut out a lot of the bitch assness. And quit being protective of our children. Because I don't not a, uh, what do you call it, I'm not a, 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 just, damn, I can't think of the word, I'm not the only one who was, <laughs> who was sent home alone at the school, and had to let it, let itself in, and, you know, your meal would already be cooked, and you had to uh, make sure you locked the door, and, and bathe yourself, and get your clothes out and clothes ready, and be ready to go to school the next day, On your own. I wasn't the only unsupervised child growing up. And I turned out great. Nailed that shit. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Somebody just just asked me (laughs) right here. Why would I walk home with all my football equipment? Quit being nosy, number one. But, yeah. So, the reason why I was walking home. Because, like I said, my mom worked uh from 3 to 12 so there's a lot of times after school she couldn't pick me up so i'd have to walk home because i was shy and plus i was ashamed and afraid to let anybody know that i was home alone so i wouldn't ask the coach or anybody like that uh, if they could give me a ride home because i noticed when i would ask for rides people would start asking questions about like where my mom was and stuff like that and that I didn't like explaining it because I and I didn't want people to know that I'd be home alone. So you know, I just walk, and or I ride with my friends who parents really didn't give a shit. They just take me home and go on about their business. I tell them we didn't have a car or something like that, or they'd assume that I have. I didn't have a car. It was usually my non-black friends that would just give me a ride home. Parents would just give me a ride home and wouldn't really ask any questions. But you know, you know how black people wear noses and shit So whenever I tried to get one of them One of their parents give me a ride home They wanted to know the whole get down of Why I didn't have a ride home But I'm going to wrap that up right there man Because that's really irrelevant to the story Thank y'all for tuning in to Deville DI Thoughts about Deville DI Growing up Deville the epic series That is my life My coming was foretold Legendary They whisper about me in corners I'm out of here man Peace